Hey, hey, welcome to the Roof Strategist Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. You're listening to the number one resource for free roofing sales training. Tune in for new episodes every week right here or on YouTube to learn how to market yourself, generate leads, pitch like a pro, overcome objections, and close more sales. And whether you're a brand new salesperson, a seasoned pro, or an owner or sales manager growing your team, pay close attention because I have an offer you don't want to pass up. I'd like to give you my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. You'll get instant access to over 120 sales training videos organized by category that can take you from zero to hero in a heartbeat. Head on over to theroofstrategist.com right now to get my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library completely free. That's theroofstrategist.com. Now let's hop into today's episode. Hey, everybody. I'm super pumped to be joined by Casey today. I'm leaving some names private for reasons. But anyway, Casey has a tremendous short story to share, um, one that's incredibly inspiring, one that I think every new salesperson should pay attention to, one that I think anyone who might be questioning whether or not they're with the right company should be listening to, and anyone who is questioning this industry in general should be listening to. So Casey, thank you so much for joining and sharing this. It was great chatting before we started recording. So welcome to the channel. Thanks a lot, man. Glad to be here. So Casey, let's start from the very beginning. What brought you, because I want everyone to see this progression of where you, where you started, how you kind of fell into this path of, of roofing and being brand new. It's your first season, right? Yeah, first season. First season made a switch to a new company, which we'll yeah. talk about. And on pace to be doing 10 plus K income per month since being there. Yeah. Did you ever see yourself earning that kind of money? Uh, you know, that's, that's always been my goal. I say always probably about the last five or six years is when I really made the decision to, you know, uh, pursue like a really high income job or, you know, whether it come from investments or, you know, anything else, but, uh, you know, I've, I've just always wanted to earn a six figure income. And, uh, you know, I, at one point I thought, you know, going back to college was going to be the answer. I actually went back to college real, real late. Uh, I got a, I actually graduated May of 2019, uh, a little over halfway through, I kind of realized that that probably wasn't the best path to a six figure income, but I was already over halfway done. So I just finished it anyway. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I really was of the mindset that I wanted to, uh, start my own business one day. You know, I wasn't quite sure the details of it, but I thought that, Hey man, that's really the best path for me to be able to earn that, you know, really high income. And, uh, Long story short, one day I just uh, ran into a buddy of mine that I hadn't spoken to in some years, and he started telling me about uh, roofing sales, and that he knows uh, one of his friends that that has been doing roofing sales for a number of years, and he was like, "Man, this guy makes a lot of money, like killer money," and I was like, "What roofing sales? Like I'd never heard." Like, did you believe? Did you believe him that you could do that well in roofing sales? I mean, I did because this guy, like, I really trust him and he's like a no nonsense type dude. So like, I, I know that he wasn't trying to, you know, sell me a dream or anything like that. Like if he said it, then, you know, I knew that, 
there was some validity there, but it just kind of, it just came out of left field because I'd never really known anything about roofing, about roofing sales. Like I'm like, really roofing sales? Like it just seems so random to me, you know? And uh, after that conversation, it was kind of in the back of my mind, but you know, I was, I hadn't made the decision yet. I really wasn't even con considering it to be honest. And then ran into another friend of mine uh, that I hadn't talked to in years. And he told me the same thing. Like, man, I got a, you know, uh, you know, it's this guy that I know and, and, and he's in roofing sales and he works for like six months a year, makes like 150 K and then just like takes the six months, you know, vacay. And I'm like, are you serious? So that was when I was like, okay, let me, you know, start actually looking into this and uh, everything I found, you know, pretty much lined up with it. So I was just like, you know what, let's go ahead and, you know, shoot my shot. So uh, I just got on uh, Indeed and just started shooting in uh, some applications. I think I shot in like six or eight to these random roofing companies that I knew nothing about, but I was like, you know what, let me just give it a shot. And if it doesn't work out, you know, I'm still young and, you know, I'll be, you know, I'll be all right. So, yeah. and one of them called, called back and, you know, that was back in March and uh, that was pretty much it, you know, went in there, no sales experience, no roofing experience. I mean, I didn't even know what all went on a roof, like literally, like I, I knew the shingles, that's it, you know, and, uh, and that's how I got in, you know, and yeah just kind of went from that's, there. That's about eight months ago. So first season and you were, you first, I think, I don't remember if, did you email me first or did, were you, did you make a comment on one of the videos on the channel? I sent you an email first. Sent me an email and you shared that you were getting in, you were having a ton of fun and really excited. But then like there started to be some doubt. Can you, can you share that story of kind of Let's let's for forego names. I know we already talked about it. Let's forego yeah. names. But you you jumped in. Everything was great until it wasn't. What happened? Well, uh, you know, I I got hired in March, and you know there hadn't been a hailstorm at that point in like ten months. You know, because I'm in the Houston area, and uh, we hadn't had a hailstorm in you know almost a year. So they're telling me basically uh, you know, this is a, con this is a contingency and, you know, this is, this is where it fits into the whole scheme. And the goal is to get these things signed because that means that, you know, it's a semi lock-in, you know, that you're going to get paid, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so I'm like, okay. So for a, about a month, I mean, I basically told him like, look, I don't feel comfortable knocking on doors until I kind of feel like I have a better command you know, and they opened themselves up and, you know, they sat down with me on numerous occasions and answered a ton of, you know, questions that I had for them. And, you know, I mean, you know, they, they did their part in kind of preparing me. So about a month later, uh, it hails three different times in like an eight day period. Oh. All in the so I was like, well, okay, this is it. You know, I'm not confident at all. I don't feel like I know what I'm talking about, but just got to do it. You know, this, you know, this is what I signed up for. So I went out, was paralyzed with fear, like just 
completely paralyzed with fear. I mean, I went into this neighborhood, just had like inch and a half, you know, one, you know, inch and three quarter inch hail, nice homes, you know, packed in. There's probably, you know, seven or 800 homes in this neighborhood. So I'm like, all right. So I, you know, pull over, sit there and I'm just like stuck. Like I, I can't, I mean, I can't even open up the door and I sat there for about 10 minutes and I'm like, man, can I do this? You know, I'm going to go knock on someone's door because I get real nervous in situations like that. Well, used to, I mean, not anymore, but I want to touch on that. The used to part. I'm going to yeah. re- just, I'm right. By the way, I, I've got a couple of notes that you're saying. I'm going to ask some more questions. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go on. Uh, so you, you, you couldn't open the door. And I just basically told myself, I said, man, I'm not going to use the exact words that I use, but basically it was, it was like, I actually like verbally said this. I was like, man, man up, dude, you know, quit being a wuss. And I just opened the door and just took off. And uh, after about three doors, man, I was pretty comfortable, you know, and, and I settled right in and I still, you know, my pitch I'm sure was pretty bad compared to what it is now, but I just started knocking, you know, and lo- long story short, you know, cause I have the tendency to ramble. Let me just, you know, cut right, to it within two weeks of that time i think i had signed up like five or six people uh and i was like i was all in you know at that point i was like man you know because they were telling me you know you're gonna average about two thousand per roof so i'm doing the math in my head like five six roofs you know inch and a half two inch hail i'm like this is a done deal you know i've just earned in two weeks i've just earned like you know ten or twelve thousand dollars i'm like so I'm full force now. Like I'm knocking every day. Like they're just getting like, you know, my, my bosses, the owner, they're just all the way behind me. Uh, and they're just really, I mean, they ended up giving me a, uh, fully wrapped like 2016 F-150, uh, company truck. So I'm, you know, driving this, uh, company truck around, you know, on their dime. And, and I'm just like super blessed. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Sounded like and, an amazing thing when you and I talked. I mean, and yeah, I mean, it, 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 it really was, man, uh, considering how, how long I had been there and, you know, what they did, uh, you know, I was just blown away. But, uh, you know, then uh, those checks started coming in and uh, they were not anywhere near what I was told they would be. You know, and I'm chalking it up to, okay, well, maybe insurance paid low on these, you know, maybe the next ones will be more like what I was expecting. Uh, they never really materialized. Uh, so what did, what did they I, tell you was the reason? I'm curious. Hmm? What did they tell you was the reason for those checks coming in or the commissions being lower than you kind of anticipated? Because I know people listening are probably thinking like, oh, well, the margins weren't good. Or like you said, the insurance didn't pay well enough. And there's always two sides. By the way, anyone who's watching, there's three sides to every story. There's Casey's side, there's the company side, there's the unbiased truth, so to speak. Yeah. It's free of emotion. I have no agenda. I have no bias. I don't even know or remember the name of the company. It's insignificant. But the point is, there's a lot of factors. I'm curious, what was the main reason that they said that the checks weren't the commission that you were expecting and, and frankly counting on? Uh, the most common one, I, I, I got a few. Uh, the most common one was uh, insurance paid low. And, you know, as I've gained experience, you know, in the industry, you know, I, I, I kind of thought back to some of those early jobs and, you know, some of them insurance did pay 
mm-hmm. pretty damn low. Um, but it's still like, it just, it didn't really, it didn't really add up to me. And, and, but I was really naive to the whole industry and there was a lot of ins and outs of it that I didn't know and that I still don't, you know? So I didn't want to jump to conclusions, which I never have, you know? Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, another one was, oh, well, you know, he got an upgrade here, you know, uh, you know, he got, uh, you know, you know, he got the silver pledge warranty, you know, like we ended up giving him that, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's just a few things, but it really, I don't know, to me, I was like, man, I don't know, it, 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 it doesn't, this isn't adding up to what I was told and yeah. to what researched about the industry as a whole uh so i really became dis disheartened you know i was just like man you know i'm I'm out here killing it you know which don't get me wrong like i'm not you know god's gift to you know roofing sales or anything like that like i wasn't just pulling in you know four or five a week but i was consistently signing things up you know and i i was just expecting it to translate to more money you know and Uh, i think a big thing if you had that promise, cause I know I, I advertised to people like average commission was one to 2000. I gave a range, but it's important to educate cause those expectations dictate what paths you take financial decisions you make. And especially if there's, which I learned, you know, through running a team, there's decisions you have to make in terms of applying a warranty, but that, that comes out of the commission. And if that's the company's choice and not yours, it's a different thing. And again, I don't, I don't know the company. I don't know the whole story. It could be just that the margins were low, but Either way, that there should be some transparencies and comments. So, what did you have complete transparency over your pay? By the way, like, could you look at a cap sheet and see? We call it a cap sheet, but the breakdown and see how your commission was calculated, or was it just sent off to you? They, there was a breakdown, but uh, there was really nothing that that backed it up. It was like a spreadsheet that was typed out. You know, I didn't see uh, any like material invoices, labor cost invoice, you know, like I, I didn't see anything official. And, uh, you know, still to this day, like I'm not, I don't want to put it out there. Like I, I feel like I was being wronged or I was being screwed or anything like that. But just the fact is that what they were showing me to me, it, I, it just was not, what they said it was going to be. Uh, now come to find out, you know, uh, this, this company had three brick and mortar locations, uh, throughout the state and the other two weren't really doing well, uh, compared to my branch. And I kind of suspect that the overhead was high and that my branch kind of, kind of had to, you know, pull the weight, you know, which resulted in lower margins, you know, uh, more being taken out of the jobs on, you know, overhead or, you know, uh, administrative fees, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But it, it just, it, it really kind of took the wind out of my sails. I mean, long story short, you know, I might never know what was actually going on. You know, I don't want to speculate too much. I've already kind of driven myself crazy with that, but, uh, yeah. And if, you know, if bottom line is, is just it, it, it was not what I was told it was going to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, which brings up a really good point. And I'd love to transition to the brighter side of this story, the new home that you have and that you, the success you're experiencing now that we don't know the story. It, it's not my place to drive a wedge and be part of that story. And anytime, and I say this, but we're recording this now before this video is going to post, uh, which I did on, on um, kind of how to identify whether or not you're with the right company. And let's just assume everybody was above board. Let's assume your commissions were handled. That spreadsheet was spot on. The issue is transparency. And yeah, yeah. the way that we ran it, if jobs were turned in Tuesday, you got paid Friday, assuming all the invoices we could collect in time. Like if the job got installed that Tuesday, we'd, we'd do everything we could to get them in. But that was the rule, Tuesday to Friday. You get paid Friday. You had the right to view your cap out. You had the right to view invoices. So everything was backed. We never wanted that seated out. And ultimately, if the numbers are printed out, I know owners are watching, well, we don't, we don't want to share all that info. If you're paying off the profit, you have to share it because it educates the salesperson where those margins come from, how to sell profitable jobs. And for, yeah. if, you, if you had validated the raw invoices and said, oh man, then that would have changed the, your whole experience probably, or it could yeah. have. And you could have been like, well, crap, I, you know, this is something I need to be in mind of supplementing or you know, maybe we should sell an upgrade or whatever else was going on. But that level of transparency, that seed of doubt, the minute that anyone has a seed of doubt, of it, it, it's a trust murderer, <laughs> the, the ultimate trust murderer. And yeah. I, th I think it could have been, you know, who knows? And I know there were conversations, but so you had these flags. Can, can it, I don't want to be putting words in your mouth, but did that, would you agree that, that that felt like you lost confidence in the company selling with them because you didn't trust what was going on? 100%, you know, and, and also, uh, like another red flag, you know, that, that, that kind of popped up to me was the fact that this company had been, been around for several years, you know, and, and, and they did a lot of business, you know, not like an insanely high amount, but, you know, we were consistently, you know, putting up roofs, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and none of the sales team had been there for more than a few months. Like there were no like long-term, sales guys, you know, it's, it's the, it, it, like, I think when I got there, the longest, the, the longest tenure dude was, was probably six months. And then he was gone shortly after I got there, you know, and pretty soon within like a th four month period, I was the, I had been there longer than everybody, you know? So it's like, man, you've, you've, you've been in business for several years but you can't keep a, a consistent sales team fielded. You know, why, why is that? Yeah. And, and that was to me, like, like, man, this, it, it, it just didn't feel right, you know? And, and it was, you know, ignorance on my part, just from being so brand new into the whole thing, you know, it was one of those things, like my intuition told me that, you know, uh, it might not have been the right place, but, I really didn't know enough to really just be able to say definitively, yes, this is what's going on or this is what's going on. You know, so it kind of like, it kind of like, I, I don't want to say like paralyzed me, but it, I was kind of stuck. Cause I'm like, man, I feel like this isn't right, but I really don't know how to validate whether that is actually true. Yep. And in complete trend. So you reached out to me. Can I share some of that? Yeah. Yeah. So Casey reached out to me. It puts me, 
not which you don't mean to do. It's it's I'm in a bizarre spot because I can't say hearing your side only be like, go find another company. And I did. Did I ever tell you to do anything other than follow your heart? Never. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to get that out of the way because Never. I know that this could be a controversial thing. I understand from running a team that there's multiple stories and ultimately it needs to be a good fit. It's like dating. You know, you could be with the most beautiful partner in the world, but if they suck and then only one person thinks they suck, but the other one, like it takes two to be in a good relationship. You know what I mean? Like, and when I say beauty, internal beauty, external, whatever you want to do. But my point is it takes two to have a good relationship and, and the sales force and the company fit is so important. So fast forward for a minute, you decide to make the leap because you trusted your gut. There's a lot of people that have been where you were and it was either company transparency, company pay issues, lack of confidence in themselves, poor company culture fit period. And new people make this decision of, is this industry even for me? In nine out of 10 of them, jump ship. What about this whole thing kept you so inspired that you were willing to continue and you realized maybe I should continue, but it's just a matter of finding the right company fit. And you can spare any, any private details, but I'd love to know like, what made you want to keep going? Forget the company. What made you want to keep going and not just say, F the industry, this is BS? Well, uh, quite frankly, I mean, the earning potential. I mean, well, I mean, that's the bottom line. Like, I, I felt like, man, if there are companies that I can work for, that I can make that, you know, Two, you know, 1800, 2000 on average, or at least work my way up to where I can earn that much. You know, this is totally, you know, where it's at because yeah. I experienced su success as far as signing people up, you know, as far as, I mean, I, I, I'd gotten comfortable knocking doors and I knew that if the money was right, that I could be very successful, you know, like if, if I was being paid enough for doing this, that I can, you know, really succeed. And, uh, and I had kind of had it on my mind anyway, that I was, I was like, man, you know, I really need to reach out to some like veteran roof salesmen, you know, like some, you know, guys, girls, whatever, that have been doing this and that are having a lot of success and just pick their brain and just really figure out what's not, you know, what's going on. And uh, I was actually signing, I was doing a build agreement with one of my customers. And uh, as I was walking up to the house, you know, and I'm in the fully wrapped, you know, company truck and, and there's this guy from uh, another roofing company knocking on the neighbor's door. So me, you know, I'm a freaking goofball. So I just looked at him. I was like, I was like, damn, bro, you just going to roll up on my turf like that? He was like, oh, no, man. I was like, no, nah, man, I'm just messing with you, dude. I'm just messing. But anyway, so we started talking, right? And I told him, hey, there's, you know, there's a bunch of renters right over here. You know, I wouldn't knock on this house, this house, this house. All the, you know, so anyway, whenever I left that customer's house about 30 minutes later, him and his boss rolled up. And, uh, you know, we started just you know, having a friendly conversation about, you know, we're just talking shop, you know, Oh man, how many you got in here? Oh, I got this, you know, you know, and somehow that it looped around to how much money I was making. And I told him how much money I was making on average. And he was just like, he was like, what? He was like, 
dude, you're going to have to give me some numbers, you know, for that job, because I'm telling you right, right now, like that does not sound right. So I ran some basic numbers down, you know, the overall uh, contract price supplement, you know, uh, square count, all, all that. And he was like, dude, uh, for that specific job, I had brought home, I think $685 before supplement. And after the supplement, it bumped it up to like just over a thousand. And he said, dude, if you would have been with us before supplement, you would have made $1,800 on that. And after supplement, you would have just cracked 2000. And was that the same would do with the, the old company and the new company? same responsibilities in terms of sales and how you produce. Okay. So I, that's important because a lot of people that don't touch production or supplement earn less because they don't have the time on that. So they're in charge of volume. So for anyone listening, yeah. every pay scale is different based on the company, what the sales reps responsibilities are. And I just want to make sure it was an apples to apples comparison because yes. some mistakes people make, I just want to air this yeah. out for anyone listening. Some mistakes people make, like if you're in charge of just sales and not production and not supplementing nothing, you're just turning in sales, you're going to get paid a lower amount. That doesn't mean you can earn less because all of the time babysitting jobs and supplementing and processing takes up a crap load of time. And I've watched people like on our company, we removed all of this and lowered the pay and then people started to earn more. So it was a lower commission, but it was easier to sell more volume because they weren't babysitting these things. And it's a disproportionate amount. So I just wanted to make sure everyone knows like this is a direct apples to apples yeah. comparison. It's not a, well, if you move to this plan, like I, yeah. I know those details because we shared it. I think it's important for everyone to understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the exact same position. I mean, essentially, I mean, this isn't the name of it, but essentially it's like a project manager. You mm -hmm. bring business and are and are responsible for seeing that through you know meeting with the adjuster uh drawing up the uh you know build agreements collecting checks you know being there on build day running materials i mean it's pretty much identical we yep. weren't responsible for uh supplementing in either spot you know Got so it. literally the exact same uh responsibilities yeah so when he told me that I was like, you like, you know, in my head, I'm like, dude, you just told me that I could make, you know, two and a half times the money. Even if that's off a little bit, even if he's fudging a couple of hundred bucks, you know, that's still like, okay, I'm going to listen to you now. Like you've got my interest, you know? So anyway, uh, you know, he got my number. He ended up uh, calling me back later that night and we talked for about an hour and then we ended up talking like the next day for about 30 minutes. Long story short, uh, you know, he was like, look, I talked to the owner about you and he wants you to come in and he wants to talk to you. You know, he's not going to try to pull you, you know, he's just going to talk to you and just to let you know what we're about and just see if it's right for you, you know? And I went in there and one of the first things that the owner told me was, I am completely transparent. You see every cent that flows through all of your jobs. Mm -hmm. Let you see voices. I mean, you see everything, you know, and, uh, and I mean, this is probably not normal. I wouldn't expect this, but you know, he was basically selling the overall company culture, which is an awesome company culture. Uh, you know, all the sales guys are driving brand new, trucks brand new jeeps you know what i mean like it's i mean you could just i could just see it in their faces you know when they would tell me man there's a lot of money to be made here like you know you can tell whenever someone's just saying something you know versus when they really mean it 
They, mm-hmm. they, they, they meant it. And, and even after all that, about an hour later, I told him, I was like, look, man, I said, I have no doubt that you have an awesome company here. I said, man, but you know, you know, I need to see it, man. Like I need to see, just show me something that validates what you're, what you're saying. And I don't want you to take offense, you know, to feel like I think you're lying because I don't, but I, you know, yeah. And he was like, yeah, sure. You know, he freaking took me behind his desk and, you know, he went to, you know, pulling up jobs, you know, just, just some, just some examples, you know, of kind of the way they broke down, you know, sales rep, uh, commissions, you know, this guy was paid this, you know, this much on this job. And he uh, took me behind our uh, supplement wizard's desk and he started, you know, showing me some of the jobs that he had supplemented for. And I was just, just that whole attitude, like not only were the numbers like exponentially higher than what I was used to seeing, but just the whole attitude of, yeah, man, I don't have anything to hide. You know, I want everybody to make it. I want everybody to eat. I want everybody to succeed. And, and, and that attitude was so apparent that when I walked out of there, I, I knew that it, it was, it was only a matter of time, you know? Yeah. Uh, so and- what would you, that, that shift, there's two things that I want to reply to on what you said. Ultimately the industry didn't change. The neighborhoods don't change. The, nothing changes other than the shirt you put on and the company that supports you. Right. Yeah. And although on the surface, that's not a lot, but deeper it's, it's much deeper. There's confidence. There's trust. You mentioned company culture a few times, transparency, which develops trust and confidence. And that is the most important thing in my opinion. The other thing I want to touch on, and then I'm going to ask you a question is the compensation. Many companies will try to, and this didn't happen to you, thank God, but many companies will try to steal salespeople from other companies by saying, we'll pay you more. And it's a really like, it's like giving away a deductible, you know, it's like kind of slimy and not really right to just be like, I'll just pay you more than them because there's so much more to this than pay. And you've saw, you've seen it. Like, I chose the company that I first went with and I never left. They're a fantastic company. It's absolutely fantastic. And when I left six years ago, there are still people selling there. The last person I hired is still there. And I didn't start that culture. The owner started that culture. I helped grow the culture, but I joined them as my first roofing company because not because of the pay, because it was actually less than some other people, but because I believed in them and the culture and the transparency, everything you just described. And I think it's important that people maintain this holistic view that yes, the money, very freaking important for you to make a living. But beyond that, this culture, this fit, like your expectations, if they were different at the first company, I mean, they gave you a truck. Like, I remember you were like, dude, they're taking care of me. They're investing in me. But then all those seeds of doubt come in and it's like, man, I can't do this. And then I remember you sharing with me, like you didn't feel right continuing to sell and represent them because you didn't, you just, it was, it was about you. Are you going to be there? Are you not going to be there? Is this company going to fulfill? They didn't really fulfill on their promise. If they would have told you that your average commission was 800 bucks, you would have planned differently, you know, versus expecting this. And then it's like, what? So if you were to list out like in a bullet, what do you feel is the most important thing for a sales rep to choose a company? Like what you went through, like you, you, this company you're with, which by the way, for people, this is, you know, a picture Casey sent me a few photos of these monster roofs he's landing and having fun, which is huge. But what do you think are like the top, I don't know, three to five things that you would tell another salesperson, this is what I recommend 
you ask and how to choose for the right, how to choose the right company? I would say number one lines right up with what you said, uh, transparency. I mean, because anyone can tell you that this is what the company's profit is. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell you that, you know, but if they're not like giving you numbers to back that up and like validate that claim, then at some point you're, you're going to doubt it, you know? So I say just an overall transparency and just a willingness for them to say, Hey, you know, I'm willing to show you everything. So you have, because that's, that's huge. You know, Uh, what about culture? You mentioned culture. How would you, how would you like define that? Because everyone, this is like the hottest word now in the world. Company culture is so important. But what does culture mean to you? Like, how did it feel to find a good culture match? Uh, if, I mean, it felt really good, man. Uh, it's, it's just, this is, this is, if I can boil it down, this is probably the best way to put it. I feel my current company, uh, you know, rooftop innovations, shout out to them. Uh, nothing but great things to say, man. Uh, but is that they want me to succeed. They get excited. Like the owner of the freaking company, whenever I signed this, I signed up like a 91 square or yeah, I think it was my 91 square build. And when I signed it and, you know, like, you know, we have a company group chat, you know, where we all, you know, like post up pictures of, you know, us on roofs, you know, on them, you know, all that, you know, and, and just, and he called me on his, I mean, on my, on my phone that evening, you know, after he saw that post, he was like, dude, I, man, I, you're out there on them monsters, man. That's man. That is what's up, man. Hey man, I just want to let you know, great freaking job. You know, like, and, and it's just, I could feel like they're just so they, they want everyone to succeed. And when we do, they are, they get like, they are legitimately happy to see it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, w- I would say that feeling just, just that overall attitude of, you know, Hey, we're all a team. And when you succeed, everyone succeeds, you know? I mean, not only from like a monetary standpoint, but, but, but just even just the good vibes, you know, yeah. uh, someone lands, you know, a really big roof or, you know, gets like, you know, five, six in a week, you know, like people are like stoked about it. You know, like it's just, uh, it, it, it's just, it's just a really cool environment and it makes working fun, you know? And, and I don't know, man, like that, that's probably the best way that I can boil it down. I love that. It, ma- it makes working fun when you're, when you're invested in too, you know, and I tell, I, t- by the way, I tell this to every owner I work with. I just, um, I met with three owners this week. It's what Thursday, Thursday morning, every single one. I said, do you want salespeople to stick around? You invest in them as individual humans. You find out what's important to them. You help them succeed because the reality is anyone can swap a shirt and go sell for another company. But what gets people to stay and it works for everybody is when they feel like they're at home, they feel supported they're growing, they're working towards their goals. And it's amazing. I, I wrote an article on LinkedIn years ago called the power of a pat on the back, just how important it is to acknowledge success. And that's great. Like you gave that example, the owner calls you, it says great job on a 91 square. Hell yeah, dude. Like everybody, every sales manager listening, every owner listening, do that to your team because it's also good to build relationships. And then it, it, it's, I don't know, like you said, it's a feeling you feel at home. 
So thanks for sharing that. On this last note, because I know we're running out of time. We talked, you, you, I wrote this down in my chicken scratch here. Can't open the door, right? Everyone knows that feeling. And William, who was on the channel a few weeks ago, shared the same thing. If I can get past that first door, I can do the rest. What you've shared with me and with everyone listening is inspiration of your mindset and dedication. And in many, any books on personal development, you become what you think about most of the time. If you think about doubt and failure and all this stuff, I guarantee you, you are paving your way to failure by having oh, those, those. But when, when you said, I know this industry works, I know I can do it. You called yourself a, a negative word and, <laughs> and, and said, I'm just going to get past this door and get out. And then you do. So you clearly have this mindset and you've already visioned it. You already know what you, you've already hit six figures. It's a matter of materializing it in day-to-day -day life, you know, which you're on pace as you talked about to do 10 plus grand of income per month. What would you share if you had um, like a, your own team of salespeople around you and you said, guys, I want you to succeed. What would you tell them they need to work on with their mindset to stay focused and to get past their own car door? Just, uh, you gotta, you gotta trust in your own personal vision. I mean, no one, no one gets into this because it's safe, because it's, you know, sick, because it's secure no one you know uh, gets in this because it's easy or because it's you know comfortable they get into it because they want to make a lot of money i mean pretty much i mean not I mean, it's not, not easy and comfortable i mean yeah i mean you know it's it's so you just got to trust that if you just push through it that you will meet your goals, you know, like just being willing to step out on that limb and bet on yourself. Uh, that, that would be like, I guess the best way to put it, you know, because I had never done it. You know, I'd never done anything remotely close to what I'm doing now. Like most people haven't always had, I mean, it's always been easy for me to talk to people, but that was literally like the only thing that I was leaning on. Oh, well I can talk to people easy. So hopefully that's enough, you know? And <laughs> I just like just went for it and just was like you know what I know that I'm too stubborn to fail so I just trusted that if I just went out there and did it that that I would succeed and uh, you know I'm still in the very early stages but since coming over to this to this uh new company. I mean, not, not, not quite so new anymore. I say I've been over there about two and a half months now, somewhere in that area. But, uh, I mean, in two, let's just call it two months. Uh, I've got, I mean, a safe bet is I've, I, I've earned $20,000, possibly 25 or 30. It just, it just like, depends. But like, I'm still waiting on official answers you know whether or not they're going to get bought but i mean if everything like let's say in a perfect world if everything that i've got lined up so far gets bought which i'm still waiting on two uh that's 30 grand like yeah. or close to it you know in two months time yeah and that's you know? also being new and, and when we, before this you and i talked do you mind just holding up one of those things you were working on before oh. So anyway, you can hide the address. I should, I'll blur it out. I'll blur it out on YouTube. No, no poaching people. Anyway, direct mail. 
And, and you mentioned like working through some kinks on getting a system down and getting into a flow. And if you're doing that, that averages out to closer to 15,000 a month, which for anyone, the magic number for 200,000 a year is 16,666 a month. And that's not, you know, when you think about it, if you're at 10 to 15 to push it the extra thousand, that's a supplement. That's a, that's one or two more sales in a year, you know, to, well, maybe more than one or two, whatever, five more in a year, less than yeah. one a month to push it and getting into that flow and the rhythm and, and working out all the kinks of being new. So man, you are setting up, um, just a massively successful season and it has been just such a joy hearing your journey and what, you know, how you, how you fell into this, how you've kind of rebuilt your life, so to speak in, in using roofing sales as the channel to do it and just having the determination of no setbacks. And I wrote those three things down that you'd said, trust in the vision, bet on yourself and too stubborn to fail. And I love those three. That's awesome. And if you can't trust in the vision, by the way, this isn't just for roofing salespeople, anything you want to do. People want to get into roofing sales to get into real estate. That's like the most common thing. Want to get into roofing sales to get real estate investments. So number one thing I hear, owners, sales reps, everything. Everybody wants real estate. But you have to have the vision to know what that's going to look like. And I'll tell you, a lot of people are, are, have a big, big thought or idea. But when you get crystal clear on that, that vision, you think about it every morning, it's going to happen. And you have to, to bet on yourself to make it work. Cause if you're not betting on yourself, I guarantee you, no one else is. That's a damn truth. And no one's going to walk you to that success. And then too stubborn to fail. I love that. You know, you very easily could have called it quits and went and taken a safe desk job from nine to five, but you didn't. And, and you're like super pumped on this. You mentioned the owner reached out, you know, tell you told them about this interview and like, Dude, you, the, it, it's insane. It's insane, the possibility. I mean, 100 to 200,000 or, or more in, in, in a year coming from the skill set of being good talking to people. I had that skill set too. I just happened to be a total baby and sensitive. And, and then look, look what happens, you know? Um, this industry is pretty special, man. So, it really is. It really dude, is. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm sure it's going to inspire a lot of people here. Um, is there anything that I didn't touch on that you want to share or any words of, of advice for new salesmen or sales managers or owners who are listening just to help people succeed and have better relationships? Uh, I mean, I'm just going to drive that point home again, you know, when it comes to just, you know, sales reps, you know, find the right company. Don't just jump into the first company just for the sake of doing it. Uh, you know, do your research, you know, fit, figure out a good fit for, for you. And I'm not, I mean, you might not have a bunch of opportunities out there, but, you know, do, do your best to research and really land at a good spot because it, because not all roofing companies are the, the same. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's some good companies out there that do people right, but, you know, might not be able to, live off of the commissions, you know, like you just, so I would, I would, I would just say, do your due, due diligence on, you know, before you actually go for it, because it could burn you out. You know, if you land at the wrong spot and you're not seeing what you wanted to see, you may just decide to leave the industry and you could have left an opportunity to make, you know, a lot like life changing money. So yeah. There's that. And uh, as far as owners, I mean, I can't 
there's very few things that I can actually tell an owner about roofing. But one of the things is, you know, regarding taking care of people, just be transparent because that's what we want. You know, like at the, at the end of the day, we're earning a living, like we're feeding our families, you know what I mean? So, you know, never lose sight of that. You know, like we're not just, we're, we're not just a body out there generating income, you know? And yeah, which is something every owner just needs to hear. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That is the number one problem with this industry and with high turnover. Everyone thinks just the body making money and it's not. Yeah. When you I, mean, said, I don't have any advice for an owner. You do, man, because they, you have a perspective that they don't, we are too close to it. I jump in and they're like, well, what's a dormer? I'm like, dude, I don't freaking how you, you need to go through all this stuff, but I forget what it's like to be brand new. Cause I'm too close to it. You know what I mean? And of course I know I need to teach these things, but my, my point in sharing that is owners are so far removed from your perspective. And I always teach. And I told, even within our own company, my number one customer was my sales team period. Of course I took care of our, our customers, but I knew that ultimately the people that fed the company were our sales team, not our customers. Our sales teams are first, which is you. So great advice. Sorry to sidetrack you on that one, man. Oh no, you're good, man. Is there anything else that you'd share with owners since I totally hijacked a, a rich comment that I, I really wanted to drive in? No, man. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, you know, and, and I'm not saying anything like profound, you know, I mean, it's really common sense, but it really amazes me, you know, that people don't see it, but like, you know, if you're trying to earn the most money for your company, if you're trying to do the most business, why would you want to go through like a revolving door of salespeople that are not, ex that are not experienced because they don't stay there long enough to really become really good, you know, and, and really just be aces that can just kill it out there. You know, so like, why would you not invest in your sales team? Do whatever it takes to make them happy, even if it means paying them a little bit more mm -hmm. or trans being more transparent, you know, yep. but they're going to earn you when they're happy and when they stick around long enough to actually become really good, they're going to earn you so like ex like exponentially more money in the, in the long run. So, you know, I just, I mean, it blows my mind how people don't see it that way, but you know, cause to me it's so obvious, but I would just say, take care of your people, man. Because yeah. I mean, look, this is a, I, I came over to my current company, you know, rooftop innovations and been in the industry maybe four or five months, you know, and was good enough to sell some roofs, but I was far from an ace, you know, like I wasn't just some killer out there, but they took me in, trained me up, like really like hands-on, like went with me to the doors and really critiqued me and molded me a little bit. And with a few small tweaks, I mean, in two months time, I've generated them probably, oh man, I wouldn't even begin to know. A lot. You've I mean, well. <laughs> yeah, I've done well in, in just two months time, you know, and I wouldn't have done that at my last company because I, they didn't really invest, you know, in, in, in me becoming better. And uh, if you do that, man, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna have a badass team and you're gonna make a lot more money. I mean, 
pretty much. That's fantastic advice, man. I'm going to be sharing this with, with owners as well, because that perspective, we just, we all lose touch on. And it's amazing just hearing an unfiltered view from, from someone new in the industry, because it's, everyone wants to find new people and new people are what fuels, um, what fuels growth. Everyone wants to grow. And, and if you can just be, be good investing people the right way, you're a testament to it. Look at you not giving up, finding a great company. Everyone's happy. Everybody's doing well. I mean, it's a win, win, win. You win, company wins, customer wins, and you enjoy going to work every day. So man, thank you for, for joining us. I know we, we went five over here and um, I just want to say, I really appreciate you being part of this. Appreciate your engagement on YouTube channel, reaching out and uh, you inspired a lot of videos by the way too. So thank you for that one. And, and thanks for sharing this with everybody. So Casey, no, man. Thanks, man. without you, man, I would, I wouldn't, you were my roofing sales training for the first several months. I just, you know, want to make that clear self self-trained watching Adam's YouTube videos. I mean, it worked too. <laughs> anyway. Well, thanks for the plug, man. I appreciate it. And for anyone listening who might be new, uh, we're going to put a card up one of these corners, click here for the pitch, like a pro roofing sales training video library owners, grab it for your team. Um, guys, thanks for joining Casey. Thank you. We'll see you guys soon. All right, man. Take it easy, brother. Hey, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Roof Strategist Podcast. If you are out on a roof or driving around in your truck, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes, including links to all my products and services, or to download your free copy of my Pitch Like a Pro Roofing Sales Training Video Library. And remember, all of my content is built around one simple principle. You ask, I answer. So, what would you like me to cover in an upcoming episode? Email me personally, Adam at roofstrategist.com. That's adam at roofstrategist.com. Don't forget to subscribe and write a review for the podcast, and I'll see you next time.